ഹലമുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനുനു
Everything comes into deen. Every aspect of a person's life. So these eight aspects also would summarize the whole of deen. It is not that these eight aspects are just specific things and everything else can be forgotten. These are also things that summarize the whole of deen. So now a person who is going to be successful has got salah in his life. Then Allah Ta'ala speaks about leaving out futility. All the haram comes out to a greater extent. And then zakat. Now these are pillars of deen. And now in this line of discussion Allah Ta'ala says, among the salient qualities, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ this is a highlight that they protect their chastity. Illa ala azwajihim awma malakat aymanuhum fa innahum ghayru malumin. Yes, those who Allah Ta'ala has made halal for them, then that is something that they are allowed, their wives, etc. They are allowed. But apart from that, that those who transgress, they are the, those who are now going beyond the limits. Those who go past this limit, they are the transgressors now. now. We are talking about very, very concise, the summary of the whole of deen. One of the highlights that is being mentioned now is that those who protect their chastity, they do not get involved in lewd and immoral aspects of life. They don't get involved in zina. They don't bring themselves in that situation where they fall from the grace of Allah Ta'ala by getting involved in all kinds of immorality and vice this is a highlight of the mu'mineen this is one of the highlights of the believers on the one side is a person's ibadat on the ibadat side his salah is the pinnacle of it but then there is a moral side of man and the peak of that is the protecting of his chastity. If he is on the one side punctual upon his salah and he's developed his salah, he's brought the quality in his salah and on the other side he is protecting his chastity, then this person's road to Jannah is wide open because everything else will fall into place very easily. Person who's performing his salah, it's far-fetched that he's punctual about his salah every day of the year Come Ramadan, he's not going to fast. Very far-fetched. Very hard to even think about it. Yes, it might happen the other way around. That somebody might fast in the month of Ramadan, but he's not conscious of his salah. That happens sometimes. Many times, unfortunately. But the other way around is very far-fetched. The person is very conscious of his salah, he's not going to perform zakat, uh, uh, fast in the month of Ramadan. The person is very conscious of his salah, and he's not going to discharge his zakat, is also far-fetched person who is very conscious of his salah, he will fulfill his zakat as well. So salah is the key. And on this other side of life, is this morality. And shaitan, these are the two places that he will attack a person. Try and make him discard his salah. Because when a person discards his salah, then shaitan has got a free reign with him. And on the other side, to compromise on the aspect of morality. When that happens, then shaitan can take him to any limit. Then shaitan can take him to any limit. 
in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu says iza fataka al haya fafal ma when haya is gone when modesty and shame has been lost then a person will do anything there's no breaks there's no barrier now this is the aspect allah ta'ala is speaking about that the believers who are going to gain the success direct success complete success they will have all these qualities in their lives and one of these qualities is that they protect their chastity one person came to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam young person and he comes to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he says now in the gathering of sahaba and he comes and he requests permission oh nabi of allah please give me permission to commit zina can we imagine a question like this the sahaba are outraged how can a person even ask such a question they give me permission nauzubillah to commit zina so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam didn't take any offense at his question because it wasn't just a question to do something wrong it was more actually a question of asking for some kind of remedy to this situation so nabi sallallahu called him forward and after having now brought him nearer and he asked him in a very compassionate way that tell me if somebody has to do such a thing with your mother would you be happy now this is the very very crucial point that when a person puts himself in the shoes of the next person then he will see things in a different light this is what nabi sallallahu made him do and this is something which is a principle in deen that we have been taught that think of things from the other angle that a person la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi person's iman is not complete until he loves for his fellow muslim what he loves for himself and he will not want anything to happen to his fellow muslim which he will dislike for himself so this was the practical application of that now nabi sallallahu alaihi is practically applying it in this person's life that would you like somebody to do such a thing with your mother no i won't like it with your aunt with your sister with your daughter no i won't like it but she is also going to be somebody's mother or somebody's sister or somebody's daughter somebody's relative so if you don't like it for yourself how you can tolerate it for somebody else then nabi sallallahu alaihi calls him forward and he puts his hand on his chest and he makes dua for him allahumma hassin farjahu wa tahhir qalbahu aw kama qala oh allah you purify his heart and protect his chastity and the sahaba mentioned that there wasn't anything more detested to this person than zina thereafter but the lesson in this was that this is something that a person cannot tolerate for one moment if he looks at it from his angle so how can he tolerate it for anybody else so this is a scourge unfortunately which allah tbaraka wa taala is warning us about that a mu'min is somebody who keeps the barriers in place and allah taala has provided the barriers one is the evil of the crime so to know about it to understand it but this is not way it ends by just knowing about well this is something haram this is something forbidden allah tbaraka wa taala has given us a complete detail 
that yes, if this is an evil, then there are things that have to be put in place to protect oneself from this evil also. Allah Ta'ala put all the barriers in place. Now if a person deliberately on his own takes the barriers out, who is to blame? <coughs> the first barrier Allah Ta'ala placed is on the eyes. Because the eye can see very far away. person can be standing here and he can be seeing sometimes some people's gaze, sight is so sharp they can see kilometers on end. So Allah Ta'ala put the first barrier on the eye. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ If Allah Ta'ala has made zina haram, then Allah Ta'ala has provided the means of protecting a person also. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Because what the eye sees is a direct photograph on the heart. And the heart is king. And if the eye is going to be looking around, casting all kinds of glances all over the place, then the heart is going to be in this turmoil. Great personality of our recent past, he explained it once in this manner, and he was apparently quoting Hazrat Tanvi that this is such a disease, that a person thinks that, well, I will just satisfy myself by looking one time or five times, oh Allah forbid he gets even deeper, he starts committing zina and he thinks, well, I'll just be over with this feeling of mine. He says, but this is such a disease that if a person gets into this, and Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if he has fornicated with every woman on earth besides one, he'll still think that this will be something that will be, give me something more than the rest. This is the way shaitan will take him to the worst. So Allah Ta'ala placed the barrier right there. Don't even look. And throughout the Quran Sharif, the commands that have been given, have been given in one gender. In the Arabic language, the gender differs. The address in the male gender is different. The address in the female gender is different. But everybody is addressed in one gender, everybody is referred to. Allah says, Aqimus Salah, the Arabic formation is of the male gender. The female is also included. Everybody is meant. Everybody should perform Salah. Wa'atuz Zakah, the same situation. The whole Quran Sharif, it goes in the similar manner. Out of the few places where Allah separately commands each gender, now, out of the whole Quran Sharif, those few selected places, where somewhere men are addressed and separately women are addressed, out of those few selected places is the gaze, the aspect of the gaze. Can we imagine this salah, this zakat, this fasting, this hajj, and there's so many commands in the Quran Sharif. Out of the few select places, Allah Ta'ala addresses first the men, say to the believing men, يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ that they must lower their gazes and protect their private parts. Because these are linked. The protection of the gaze will be a safeguard for the chastity of a person. And a person doesn't protect his gaze, then this is inviting the poison of shaitan. The Islam says, An-Nazru sahamun min sihami iblisa masmoom. Hadith-e-Qudsi. Allah Ta'ala says, The Islam is quoting Allah Ta'ala. 
that this haram glance, this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Man The person who will protect himself and save himself from this haram glance out of my fear. Not because he's worried somebody else is watching him. He's being very, very careful how he's driving and looking on the road. Why? Because he's conscious now that at that moment his wife is looking at him. So now he's being the Sufi of the time, not for Allah Ta'ala's sake. But when a person does not keep in mind Allah Ta'ala and he goes on recklessly doing things, at time comes Allah Ta'ala lifts the veil up also. So Allah Ta'ala commands Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Out of the select places then separately Allah Ta'ala commands the believing woman Immediately thereafter. Second ayat. Say to the believing woman to lower their gazes also and to protect their chastity. So in this hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says that Allah Ta'ala says that the person who will protect himself and restrain himself from this haram glance. I will give him in place of that. He protected himself from haram pleasure. Which is just a deception. It's just a deception which shaitan is putting in front of him. But that is like that very sweet poison. On the tongue, it will taste sweet. Because it's sugar coated. But as soon as it hits the throat, it's going to start burning. And then he's going to put a person in turmoil. Now that's the shaitan, the trap of shaitan. The sugar-coated poison. That initially it will seem like there will be enjoyment in this. But then his life is in turmoil. He can't sleep. He can't function. His mind is in turmoil. His heart is in turmoil. And then what Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with halal. Allah forbid he starts making that haram also. Because when he's engaged in halal also, his mind is in the haram, that halal becomes haram also. And what Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with halal, the contentment of that comes out of his heart. He's never content now. Because he's, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with something halal, he is insisting on looking at haram. So where is he going to be content with halal? As a result, the whole happiness of his life is out. He is just hurtling from one so-called high to the next. In between, he is falling so hard. And his life is in a turmoil. This is the deception of shaitan. And this whole shaitani plan and plot of deception, this is ongoing. This many, many things that are pushed in society on the same deception of shaitan. There's a whole process that is put into place to totally change the concepts in the minds of people. And this is by the way of deception. How it starts off? First they'll have somebody. They'll put somebody out. Somebody will get paid very big money to make one outrageous statement in public. It might be somebody who has some, might be a person who has some access to be in the media or whatever. He'll say something. 
which will be outrageous. And now this will create outrage. People will be up in arms and they will be shocked. And everybody will be saying something and running this person down. He cannot be bothered about who's saying what because he's got an agenda. And the first part of the agenda is that this discussion must continue. So he will keep saying what is even more outrageous. First he said something outrageous and now he'll still come out and defend that. Now that defending of something evil is worse than the first step itself. But his agenda is to keep people talking about it. Because what happens? First is outrage. After the outrage then it just becomes debate. And then in the debate it comes, well, everybody has their viewpoint. I've got mine, I don't accept his, but I've got mine, but we should be open with our discussion. So the whole agenda is to keep it in the public domain. You must keep talking about it. So they will keep pushing it in the media and have some kind of parades and whatever else. So that people must just keep seeing it and keep hearing about it and keep talking about it. And from that outrage it comes to debate, then it comes to tolerance. Says, well, I don't agree with it, but you can't run people down for their views. Something that was totally outrageous. Now it's come down to tolerance. I don't agree with it, but now everybody got their own view. Now you can't run somebody else down for their view. No matter how terrible that view is, you're suddenly tolerating it. And from tolerance, then it'll come to acceptance. Now some so-called celebrity or something will come out and say, this is my lifestyle. I live this kind of life. Some totally immoral life will come out claiming for himself and he'll be given an applause. Look at the courage of this person. Look at how courageous he is. He can come out and say openly, this is, this is his life. But this doesn't happen in one day. This happens sometimes in two generations. But by the time the second generation came, what their grandfathers were totally outra outraged about, it's like just another discussion around the table for them. And the whole concepts have been distorted. And before a person knows it, things that are totally taboo in terms of deen, what was taboo in society in general, that is something which is part of life now. Who gives it a second thought? This is how this haya is systematically broken. And what is the means of that? This exposure. This is the means of it. That it must keep coming in the public by exposure to it. So all the means of exposure will be used. And the top of it all is the media. So now in front of that television screen, that exposure will continue. And via those movies, that exposure will continue. Via those magazines, and via the social media. And obviously that device in our hands, that has become the easiest way for them to get everything and anything and everything across every kind of filth and every kind of dirt into every person's heart and mind. So with this constant exposure over time, one article regarding a person looking at all kinds of haram, this is the research of western scholars. The person looks at porn etc, it remaps the mind. Like a person has some kind of wiring circuit and he rewires it. So first it was putting certain lights on, uh, he changed the wires, he swapped it. 
So now a person in his car, he's putting the indicator on for right, the left hand lights are coming on. He's pressing his brakes, the headlights are coming on. He's rewired the whole thing, everything is going haywire. Watching haram creates that same situation in a person's mind. It rewires his mind. Now when it rewires his mind, evil looks good to him. Good lick seems totally, just can't seem to relate to it. So Allah wa ta'ala is saying that the believers, الَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ So the first barrier Allah Ta'ala placed is on the eye itself. قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُبُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ Then the second barrier Allah Ta'ala placed is the barrier of intermingling. That no intermingling. And in order to give this lesson to the Ummah till Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala used the best of people for, example, for the example. That if this applies to the best of people who set foot on this earth after the Anbiya Ali Musallatu Wasalam, then who can ever claim to have any level of purity like them and be exempt or be any purity better than them and be exempt from this command? Allah Ta'ala commands the Sahaba Ikram after the Anbiya Ali Musallatu Wasalam, there is no group of people greater in rank than the Sahaba Ikram. Allah Ta'ala commands them and says to them, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَتَاعًا No Sahaba of my Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you have to ask of some necessity, some need, from who? وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ From the Azwaadi Mutahharat The noble wives of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who are the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the mothers of the Ummah. But they are not the biological mothers. So Parda applies. Allah is saying, if you have to ask some need from them, something of necessity, how will you do it? Now the Sahaba Ikram, and on the other side, the Azwaj Mutahharat, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, Allah says, فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ hijab. That ask from behind the veil, behind the curtain. You will not do so directly. You will not interact directly. Who is addressed and regarding who? And Allah Ta'ala says, you will not interact directly. Why? This is purer for your hearts and their hearts. Now this is the Azwadi Mutahharat, the Sahaba Ikram. There can be no thought that can even be entertained for one millisecond. That they would have entertained any thought of haram, na'uzubillah. But this is the standard Allah Ta'ala is setting for everybody else. That if they are addressed in this way, how much more this applies to anybody else that will come 1400 years later? So now this application of this everywhere in the workplace, whether a person is in whatever situation, in family functions, Allah forbid where people come dressed to kill. That's the way people describe it. And now in that people have come dressed to kill and then there's this intermingling. Then in one person's marriage taking place, several people's marriages started breaking already. These are all the handiworks of shaitan. One person got married, and in that situation, several people's marriages already cracked. Because of the intermingling. 
So Allah Ta'ala placed this barrier. The barrier on the eye, the barrier on this intermingling. وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَتَاعًا فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ ذَلِكُمْ أَطْهَرُ لِقُلُوبِكُمْ وَقُلُوبِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala says this is pure for your hearts and their hearts. So, this is something which Allah Ta'ala is highlighting for us. That we need to, we want to be successful. That success will not come without adhering to all the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And among those commands, a very vital command is this aspect of protecting one's chastity. Protecting one's eyes. When the eyes will be protected, the heart will be protected. The heart is protected, then all the limbs will be protected. Because the heart is king. And if a person keeps entertaining haram in his heart, and that will be the poison of shaitan when it's instilled via the gaze, then that will give rise to all kinds of haram thoughts. If a person won't look after his gaze, then he will have this ongoing problem of all kinds of haram. To the extent that a person will then say, that even when I'm performing salah, I'm in sajda also, those thoughts are not leaving me. But this is the poison of shaitan. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, This haram glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. When shaitan has shot that arrow in a person's heart, that poison has come in, poison will do his job. This poison brings about all the haram and evil thoughts. And the evil thoughts now will make him start thinking evil. And wanting to start doing evil. Allah Ta'ala has asked, has, has clearly warned us. Stay far away from this. Stay far away from the intermingling. Protect your gaze. And there's an inbuilt thing Allah Ta'ala has granted us. That inbuilt protection is haya. That is inbuilt. It's natural. It's not something that has to be acquired. It's natural. But it can be lost. Person comes with it. He's born with it. But he can get lost. And he can start getting lost right at childhood also. Now the little child, innocent child, born on fitrat, on the pure way of life. And now that child is being made to sit and watch all kind of things. That child also is now already barely still having learned to talk, he's already known how to operate the phone. Very jolly personality he has. So he often says things in a humorous way, but there's a lesson in it. So he was just on a light-hearted note, he was saying, well, one child was born, and as soon as the child was born, so the child asked the nurse for a phone. So number one, the nurse was amazed, how can this child talk, and then he's asking for a phone also. He says, what do you want a phone for? He says, no, I just want to send a message to my girlfriend that I came away safely. <laughs> so that was a joke, obviously, but there are such deep messages in it. That at what age already the minds are already in so many different angles and directions. That what previously was unheard of. That somebody at 7 years old and 8 years old and 9 years old could even... That such a thought will cross the person's mind, the child's mind. These are things becoming commonplace. Because of that same exposure. And repeated exposure. As a result this is becoming like a common thing. So Allah wa ta'ala granted us this haya, inborn. And this is so closely linked to iman, that Nabi Islam says, when haya, iman and haya coexist, إِذَا رُفِعَ أَحَدُهُمَا رُفِعَ الْآخَرِ If one goes, the other will go with it. 
If haya goes completely, very difficult that iman will remain. So this protection of haya, unfortunately this is something which from every angle again, whether it's a billboard, and whether it is those magazines that come in our homes, that newspapers, person doesn't give it a second thought. It's just kept there. Anybody is looking at it. Father is looking at it in front of daughter. Son is looking at it in front of mother. And everybody is comfortable with it. The kind of pictures that come on products and it's there on the table in front of everyone to look at it. And it's being passed from hand to hand without anybody blinking an eye. Now all these things are decimating that haya. And when that haya is lost, then everything is gone. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala has given us in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, among the various other qualities, one vital quality that we have to be conscious about, be protecting our haya, chastity, this is for the acquiring of the success that Allah Ta'ala has promised. People who want, believers who want the success have to bring in all these qualities in their lives. This is one vital quality. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ Those who protect their chastity. All this comes back to the aspect of the strength of Iman. To the extent that a person has strengthened his Iman, he'll perform his Salah correctly, he'll pay his Zakat, he'll stay away from all uh, futile things, he'll protect himself from Haram, and all the other various qualities that Allah Ta'ala mentions thereafter. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ وَعَهْدِهِمْ رَعُونَ they protect their amanat, they fulfill their amanat, they discharge the amanat, and they, they, whatever evidence they give, they are correct about it, etc. All these qualities and the whole deen itself, to the extent that a person has worked on iman, to that extent this will be in his life. And the weakness of iman will show itself out in various things in life, whether it is in a person's social life, his personal life, his business life, and wherever. So this is the effort of Iman that is crucial all the time, for this is all the works of Deen. Whether it is the work of the Madaris, the Khanqas, the work of Dawat and Tabligh, all the Ijtimas that take place, for the same purpose. That our Iman comes right, we strengthen and develop this Yaqeen and conviction in Allah wa Ta'ala. The greatness of Allah Ta'ala comes to the point where everything else is secondary. And Allah Ta'ala's consciousness is first in our hearts. So for that is these istimas that take place also inshallah the 19, 20, 21 of March. Istimas that will take place in ladies' month for the same object and purpose. We should try to free ourselves completely for that time. Attend the istima with the same objective, with the same intention. That how this entire deen can come in our lives totally. We can practice on deen and we can become a means of others also practicing on deen. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru alhamdulillah. It's reported in the reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine in the fourteenth moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of doing righteous actions and staying away from all haram. And inshallah this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. When saying La ilaha, 
to imagine that everything, all the dirt and filth in our hearts, all the ghayrullah, everything besides Allah Ta'ala, everything has been taken and thrown out. And illallah, there is this nur that is coming into our hearts from above, which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله Allah, 
ഫർജ്ജ ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك إله الأهلمين يا الله أمز مرسف الموز غريشيس موز كائن موز لفين الله يا الله فقيم يا الله يا الله فقيم أول وميجي المين السنز يا الله يا الله بأكنوليج أول وسنز يا الله إله الأهلمين from head to toe we are covered in sin ya Allah ilahul alamin all your bounties and ni'mats we have been using and benefiting every second and every moment ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah we return the favors that you granted us with sin ya Allah ya Allah what great ingratitude ya Allah ilahul alamin you forgive us ya Allah ya Allah you grant us the tawfiq of 
of being truly grateful, Ya Allah. Allah grant us the reality of shukr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, every limb and organ of our body be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our eyes be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Our ears be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Our tongue be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Our hands and feet be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Our hearts be in your obedience, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us your love, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, fill our hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. With the love of Salah, Ya Allah. With the love of Deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. Allah, accept us for the effort of your Mubarak Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, accept our progeny to Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Allah, save the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the youth of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the women of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the men of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We are too weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot be saved without your help and protection, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'een. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'een. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eyelid, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you look after us like a little baby looks after, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil waleed. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil waleed. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive each person of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the sufferings of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain and hardship of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the poverty from the ummah, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their suffering, Ya Allah. Wherever they are being oppressed, remove the oppression, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Grant them hidayat as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring such a punishment upon them that the whole world till Qiyamah takes a lesson, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide the Muslims throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge what is happening is due to our A'mal, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq of those A'mal that bring down your Rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those A'mal that bring down the Azab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with purity, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy, the hatred, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with tawazu and humility, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with khashiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with all the beautiful qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the strength of Iman, Ya Allah. Grant us complete yaqeen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your greatness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Give them complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in financial difficulties, remove the rafiyat, Ya Allah. Allah. Those who don't have jobs, give them halal and tayyib jobs, Ya Allah. Give everyone halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who are alive, give them barakat in their lives and health, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of serving them, Ya Allah. Enable us to gain jannah through 
service to them, Ya Allah. Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their qabrs with noor, Ya Allah. Give them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Give them a special place in Allah, in the yin, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, in the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that critical time, Ya Allah, save us from the taps of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the punishment of the grave, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Allah, we cannot bear the heat, Ya Allah. Allah, we can't bear the heat, Ya Allah, being so many thousands of miles away from the sun, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, where can we bear the heat of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Save our families, Ya Allah. Save our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. The entire Ummah, save us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the those who have raised their hands, Ya Allah. Allah, you are not the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. You know each one's, Ya Allah, aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, Allah, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the work of deen that is taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Allah, the ishtima that is to come, Ya Allah, make it easy to take place, Ya Allah. Allah, make all the work happen with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of the hearts turning towards you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of rahmat for the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good. Whatever Rasulullah sought protection from, Ya Allah, grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَسْتَعَاذَكَ مِنْ هُنَبِيُّكَ وَحَبِيبُكَ سَيِّدُنَا مُحَمَّدْ صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين